Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is a conversation with the artist and powerful energy holder, Yara Munya. I recorded a short prologue with some other thoughts in the previous mini episode to accompany this podcast, and it's also something you can watch on YouTube. What you'll hear next is a snapshot of Yara's story and an exploratory dialogue about life and growth, sovereignty and reconciliation. Above all, the message is this. We are all indigenous on this earth. Apart from the lizard people. All right then. Nice clap on that one. All right, Yara. God, I'm so happy to be sitting down with you. I feel very blessed that I get to have an hour conversation with you. Thank you for doing this. That's good. It's to get it out there for people to listen to and hopefully get something from it. That's why I'm a part of this. Right. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Well, let's see. I suppose the best way to begin conversations like this is to touch on, to explore who you are, which is such a broad thing, but you're someone I think that can dip into that complex space of who you are and pull something out. So Yara, who are you? Well, my name's Yara Munya. Um, I'm a Jaja Jarong man. Um, My great, great grandfather, John Charles, um, in the early 1900s, I found out he's from that area, but I grew up thinking that I was from Yorta Yorta up around Shepherd and Echuca in that area. Um, but yeah, I found out more through, through elders that were actually from the Geelong, Bacchus Marsh area through there. Um, a few years ago, I was up there doing a film called The Man from Snowy River. And not knowing that's where I was from at that time, I knew, um, I felt connected to that land. Mm-hmm. And as time went on after that film, I was talking to some elders and stuff like that. And um, this particular lady, um, said to me, you're actually, your great-grandfather's from this area, John Charles, and he was a man that was a warrior, and um, he was, he spoke his mind, and, and I sometimes think, why am I the way I am? But how I, I'm not, I don't like people that are racist or people that are bullies. Um, and he was that sort of a guy as well. I got the genes from him. So wherever I am today, I think from our ancestors, and all of us have got our own ancestors from the past, I think they flow through to us in some stages in our life. Mm-hmm. And the flow that I got from that man is a, is a, is a strong flow. Right. Yeah. There's something about a connection to your body, something about a connection to your lineage mm. of what you've been, your ancestors, mm. something about that waking up experience into who you are that some character, some characterization of the beginnings mm. of spiritual experience. But I know a little bit about your past and mm. your life began, let's say, without uh, uh, an easy connection to your ancestry and your home. Yeah. Can you talk Correct. us through a little bit about your childhood? And mm. Well, I was with my father um, from the age of seven. My mother and father broke up and I was with my dad. And from that stage, um, we're in Ballarat there, and we hitched like straight up to Adelaide. And my first first week with my father, we're, we're sleeping in parks and stuff like that, because my father was an alcoholic, mm. and we'd have to sleep in these parks and sleep in empty houses. And 
you know, I learnt very young about survival um, because we didn't have money, so I had to be creative to get out there and make the money um, so we could eat. Right. And because uh, I didn't like to go hungry. Right. So, you know, we'd be up in Adelaide and Whitmore Square, and then we'd back to Melbourne, back to the Champion Hotel, all the pubs and stuff like that. And I'd watch all the men in that pub at that time, you know, they'd be playing pool and they had the jukebox be going on over there and you see a fight happening over there and I'd be there as this little kid watching all this stuff. So they were my role models. Mm-hmm. So as I'm growing, I'm thinking I want to be just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and from that stage when I'm about 16, 17, 18, um, after traveling the country with my father, learning a lot of stuff um, about being a street man and having some loyalty and wisdom, from that age, 16, I went, I ended up back in Shepparton where those kids haven't even left that area, that country town. So then I can tell some big stories. And I found the interest when I was telling my stories that those guys and girls were listening to what I was talking about, you know, from the experience that I've had. And then I, you know, I started to create things and I remember watching this video called The Warriors. And I remember getting all my, my uh, mates into my sister's um, flat up there in, in Shepparton and I'd take 10 at a time up there and we'd watch this video. Uh, it was a gang called the Warriors and so I wanted to create this gang, you know. Uh, it was about the same sort of thing as what, what I was probably thinking about when all those men were in the pub drinking and stuff. So because I did say I wanted to be just like them, but I took it to that level and a bit further again by starting this gang. And um, we got into a little bit of trouble up there and then, you know, we started having um, problems with the police. You know, they'd be pulling me up, telling me what I did over the weekend. Because I started to drink at that time as well, when I was about 18, 19. Right. And at that stage, I had a wife with, uh, with one child. And then 20, 21, I had another one. And by the time I was 21, I had to leave Shepparton. I got asked to leave there. You know, it, was my, it, was, uh, it was wise for me to leave. And I left with my wife and two children then at that stage. And uh, by then, my mates at that time were starting to go off to jail. They were starting to go to Pentridge and... And, and all these jails and stuff. And I, I sort of missed that um, because I was a bit more cluey than staying in the one environment because my journey was always moving around. So I knew it was, it was a problem with Shepard. I come to Melbourne blaming all of them, but I realised it was me. I had to look at myself. And then I had to get, start thinking about why am I getting myself in all, this, all these problems? And I realised it was the alcohol that right. was doing that. Right. Yeah. So I just, yes. How much were you drinking? I drink. I was a binge drink every two to three weeks on a weekend, but it wasn't a matter of how much you drank or what it, what the effects what it done to you. Right. Um, it was costing me more than what the bottle was worth. You know, I could have a drink on a Friday night. Right. Um, I meant to go to work on a Monday, and I got two children and a wife. And I'd start on a Friday here in Melbourne. I'd end up in Adelaide. You know, on the, wake up there Monday, think, "Well, oh, geez, what am I doing? I'm meant to be going to work today," and then I'd be back to Melbourne. You know, trying to come back and do the right thing again. And, the, and then the craving would kick in again mm-hmm. after two or three weeks and I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I didn't want to do this anymore. I just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And there was one time on the 5th of August, 1993, um, I was at this church on the corner of Hot and Victoria Street. And there was a guy there by the name of Jackie Chris. He was a Greek guy. I'd go there on a Sunday to this meeting and listen to what they were talking about, drugs and alcohol. And I was identifying with them, but I didn't want to stop. Right. And I didn't want to stop, I couldn't stop for my wife and my kids or to, get, to keep my job. I had to come to the point on the 5th of August, 1993, on my knees, praying to something higher than myself. Mm. And it's not a religious thing, it was a spiritual um, experience mm. where I was brought to my knees.
And I got back up off my knees that, that, that night. And I walked back into the meeting. My brother was in there. He looked at me. He goes, you okay? And I said, no, I'm fine. He goes, I said, why? What's the matter? He goes, you just look different. So from that point until now, um, I've never picked up a drink. So it's over 25 years. Wow. So something happened. Wow. And I'm glad it happened. Yeah. So from that point to where I am today, because I'm not in the cloud and the fog of alcohol or drugs, yeah. I see things very clearly. Right. And I always connect with the right people. Because whatever got that, take, took that um, alcohol away from me that day um, guides me in the right direction. Right. Even to what I'm doing right now, yeah. speaking, yeah. hopefully that someone can hear something what I'm talking about now, yeah. can identify what I'm talking about, yeah. where it could help them. Because that Greek guy helped me, and he said to me, now you need to help others. And that's how you, you got to give it away to keep it. Right. It's not about you anymore. Yeah. Because alcoholics and drug addicts, but we're pretty full of um, ego, self-pity, resentment, you know? Mm-hmm. And we need to start thinking about others and the damage that we've done to other people. And if you're doing the next right thing, well then you have a better life. So it was a connection to something greater than yourself. Yes. That was the experience. That was the experience. Can you, I mean, it sounds, you know, I've had some experiences myself mm. that you could associate with that mm. mystical, spiritual mm. type experience. And I've spoken to lots of people who have, and I've, I've read a, lots of things. And one of the core characteristics of that experience does seem to be the dissolution, the lessening of the boundaries of who you take yourself to be, the ego voice to recognizing somehow how much more connected, how connected we really are, how we're embedded in relationships with other people, how we're embedded in a relationship with the land mm. and various different processes that all harmonize together mm, mm. and the processes in our body, mm. right? We've got millions, billions of bacteria in our body that don't even share our DNA. We're this organism of constant flux and process and where we begin and where the world starts in some level doesn't make so much sense because we are connected, but but to experience it is a very can be a very strange thing for people who who like what are you talking about you know i'm here and i'm me and that's that mm. can you speak at all about what that experience was like to you when you were down on your knees what was it what was it like it was a moment of um peace that i've never experienced before mm. quietness it was between me and my maker at that particular time right. there was no man woman on this planet could have taken that away from me right. from that moment. It didn't happen on the 4th or the 6th of August, it happened on the 5th. When the time was ready, I was ready, right. you know? And they say, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. The teacher was definitely there, and that was Jackie Chris, mm. who gave me, me the seed to start growing something within myself. Mm. And I felt that the shame and remorse and the guilt of doing the same things and getting the same results all the time mm. when I was drinking. And I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I thought, oh, this is it. And I, it was just at that moment, I just went, I just went down, bang. I remember crying, all the stuff coming out of me. Mm. And I remember getting up and I felt very, very peaceful. Mm. So I was at peace then, I believe, with, with, with Mother Earth. Right. You know, I'm on this earth to try and do the next right thing by the land by the people that I'm meeting right. um, and my family, you know, all that sort of stuff. It all, it all sort of comes together at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And that happened when I was 28. Mm-hmm. 
and they say you're a man when you're 21. I think from what I've heard of a lot of people have a lot of changes when they're around about 28, mm -hmm. that, that particular number. Mm -hmm. and, and it definitely happened for me. I, I was ready at that time. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. A lot of, um, whether it's rock stars or film stars or famous people, around 27, 28, there's a spike in, in overdoses or suicides. Yeah, there's yeah. something about the transition mm. to adulthood. Mm. I mean, there's something about the transition to adulthood and maturity that is, there's something about that. I feel a, there's a little emptiness there in our current culture. It's not like there aren't plenty of mature people and it's not like you can't find a teacher, but there does seem to be a bit of a, of some disconnection, right? We, and, and so much of um, social life is fueled by alcohol mm. and short-term mm. pleasures, you know? Yeah, instant gratification and right. stuff like that, you know? Instant gratification. Yeah. So one thing I'm really interested in is how to come together with people to pay attention to who you are um, and yeah. pay attention to others in a way that can afford this growth. Yes, well then it, may, it, it comes back to slowing down and smelling the roses. Mm. You know, a lot of people are into meditation mm. and all that stuff right now. I think we're on a journey now of people coming together, yeah. realizing that um, you know, the materialistic stuff is not, a, it's not all, you know, and the fakeness of the way we're, we're putting our lives through to, to suit other people. We're worrying about what you're thinking about me I don't worry about that anymore. I've got to worry about what I'm doing. I've got to not worry about what you're thinking about me. It's what I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. That's what I need to think about. Mm -hmm. And that means don't think of bad on anybody. Mm -hmm. Because when you point the finger, there's three pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. And this one at the Creator. And the Creator was the one that took that craving away from me. So I'm not going to judge you or, or them um, because you know, you're not the same as what I am. I'm not God, and ego stands for edging God out, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I, I'm not God. You know, I couldn't get myself right until I, I was doing my journey and my free will right up until 28. Yeah. And then after 28, the will was, was, was handed over to something else. Sometimes I take it back on, and when I do, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I, don't, I never got sober to be uncomfortable. I got sober to be free, and I'm free. I've had so many opportunities to meet so many different people. Mm -hmm. What well, my thing is today, I've got to watch what I wish for. I never wish bad on anybody. And if I'm having bad moments in the day, the Creator will always put something in my path straight away. It could be a little kid in a wheelchair. It could be uh, somebody on the street that's not doing well. And in my brain, I'm thinking about, I've got to pay my rent, I've got to pay for my electricity or my phone bill or whatever it is. And instantly that'll be put in my path. Mm -hmm. And I go, sorry for thinking about myself again, you know? Yeah, it's, it's remarkable those moments of gratitude mm. that you can find. Something I experience a lot at the moment is I'm trying to look after myself better than I've done before. So I'm going on runs and what have you. And I like to go places and dance. Um, there's something about movement and flowing that helps this kind of meditation contemplation process. I can feel uh, it's like a, a release from certain parts of yourself, but at the same time, a connection to parts of yourself and, and, and something that I cannot take for granted is that I have the body to be able to do that. It's, and it's, it's nothing unique. I'm just, it's just a human 
listening and moving to music and yes. I like going beautiful places mm. and looking at lots of people and looking at the buildings and looking at the sky and having gratitude for that and it's 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 so it's so basic I like and 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 when you're in that space the patterns that you can be with they're fundamental patterns right if it's if it's meaningful to me it's because there's something in my body there's something in my heritage there's something in how I can make sense of the world that is shared, I believe. It comes from a shared basis that we can all possess. And look, and I don't know, I don't know what that is. I don't know what creativity yeah, is. Well, it is because um, for, in this country, the, the uh, traditional people of this land have been like for 80,000 years or more. And they've been doing this for that, that long. They do dance when they do ceremonies about you know, men's business, women, uh, women's business, they do their thing. Uh, about initiations, about when they're going to go out hunting, they, they show respect to the animal, they're going to go and hunt. Now there's all those sort of things that we've been to for thousands of years. And today, it's, it's different because we're in nightclubs doing it, you know? Right. And then we, but we, but then we, uh, we want to make it even more by some of us taking drugs right. and alcohol. Right. And that's been introduced uh, into the cultures and stuff like that because it definitely wasn't in this culture. I, I didn't see Aboriginal men walking around with a with a with a uh, bong in their mouth or a, or a syringe or a beat or a bottle in mm -hmm. their mouth. Mm -hmm. They were um, respectful, loyal, uh, respectful to their family. It was gatherers and hunters. They'd have to go out there and hunt and bring back the food for the family. We've lost all of that stuff, yeah. And we could say now, oh, but that was that, that was a long time ago. But I think that's really what the man would love to do, is to, to be a real man and let's look after your family. And the woman's got her thing where she does her thing as well, where she looks after the family. Without our women, we're nothing. Right. We've got to respect our, our women. Yeah. And if we lose that in our, in our culture of, as a whole, well then, you know, we're, we'll be in the fog mm -hmm. where we're just going through life with no respect. Mm -hmm. And I think it's by having respect for the women, well, I know it's the respect for women, um, that you will have a better life. You know, always listen to our mother, you know, all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Might just wait for this guy yeah. on his bike to move off a bit. Mm -hmm. There's been a incredible history throughout the world of altered states of consciousness being associated with um, initiation rituals and maturing as people, whether through fasting, whether through dance or chanting. You know, I'm not, I'm very ignorant of Aboriginal culture, really. But I know there's a term, a walkabout. Right. Um, I mean, I'd be interested in you to explain to me what walkabout is, but I assume that in that experience, mm. there is a sort of a change, a radical change in consciousness mm. that's associated mm. with development and growth. Mm. Is mm. that right? This country, um, Aboriginal people belong to the land. We don't own it. We belong to it. Mm -hmm. And to, when you belong to something, you want to look after it. Mm -hmm. So the, I think the term walkabout would be a thing where people traditional people would have just kept moving and kept moving and, and looking after land on the journey. Right. And while they were doing that, they were doing their hunting and, and they would have been doing ceremonies at certain rocks and water holes to keep it blessed mm -hmm. for the next generations to come through mm -hmm. to use that food and that water mm -hmm. and the air that we're breathing and, mm -hmm. and the different um, trees and all sorts of stuff that's out there on this planet mm -hmm. that belongs to all of us. Nobody owns this planet. No religion owns it. No culture owns it. No government owns it. We all belong to it. 
And when we all have that last breath, we're all going back to it. So you're not that powerful. Right. We're all just another grain of sand on the beach. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's right. We are part of things, but there's something remarkable about human beings in that we can reflect. We can realize that, oh, we are a part of something. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes, well, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to be a steward? Are you going to try and develop and, and protect and um, nourish what you're a part of? Or are you going to fall into a trap of trying to exploit be a it? follower and, and listening to other people that are telling you what, you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Well, particularly yeah. if they don't have very good advice. Yeah, but well, this is the right. thing we yeah, have to right. learn from our elders, yeah. don't we? Yeah, we do. And that, that, that comes with respect. Right. And if we lose that respect for our elders, the people that walk the walk before us, right. because they can talk the talk because they've walked it. Yeah. And you're coming in with your ideas. That's fair enough to have your ideas. But just remember that these people have had the journey before you already. You know, you can listen to what they've got. Listen to the message, not the messenger. Right. You mightn't like the person that's telling you the message. So then you'll block that off. Mm. Don't block it off because it could be something in that conversation that they're having with you mm -hmm. that could be a good thing for you mm -hmm. somewhere down the line. Something about the ability to listen is crucial. Listen mm. without, it's like when someone's telling you a piece of wisdom, it's hard to really get that in the moment. Sometimes yeah. you only get a little bit of it yeah. and it might make you feel a bit uncertain or a bit unsure. There's something about being able to hold a space with that unknown that's crucial somehow. But anyway, there's something I, there's something I want to ask you about and that's, I'm fairly sure that, um, well, as you've mentioned just before, growing up being um, not as connected as, perhaps you, well, perhaps I think it would be beneficial to be. Before this moment when you were 28, mm. did you have much relationship with art or, or Aboriginal culture? And how did, you, how did you connect with it again? That's one of the things that is so remarkable to me about your story, because I look around here and I see beautiful artwork. I've heard you play the didgeridoo. You make didgeridoos. I've heard you play it, and it was one of the most remarkable things I've ever heard. Very, mm. very psychedelic, Yeah. right? And how... And, and you, you know, you didn't learn that as a kid, did you? No. You just, no. you awoke to it yeah. somehow. How, how yeah. does that even happen? It's, it was always in me, mm -hmm. but I had to open it for that to happen. And like I said on that day, it was open that day. I was open to a lot of different things. Before that day, from the day I was born, from the first breath until that particular day, I was in a, I was in a cloud. Mm. I know it now because I've been out of it for over 25 years. And I go back to that time and before then, from when I was born, I was with my mother and father, you know, they fed me, then they well, I went on a journey with the both of them up until I was seven. And then I went with my dad on his journey. And then I went on my own journey with my wife and two children. And, and through that time from about 16 that I was drinking through all of that. So I was living in a, in a cloud. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are, I think we're just living in a cloud. Right, right. You know, and we need to start slowing it down and thinking about, where you want to go and stop having to listen to everybody. Stop mm -hmm. being dictated to by everybody all the time. Right. I, I really don't like to be dictated to, mm -hmm. especially from another grain of sand on the beach. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because you are, you know? I had yeah. an experience today. I was walking a line to get into a line to, to, to talk to somebody behind the counter. And I didn't see the guy over there who was getting something out of his bag. And he just like tapped me in the shoulder like that. And I looked at him, I said, you're all right, man? He goes, I'm in the line. I go, yeah, okay, 
just say you're in the line and I'll just let you go through and it's all fine, mate. Um, don't touch me and don't uh, talk to me the way you just spoke to me. Yeah, and uh, he goes, I'll oh, keep your shirt on. And I said, mate, you're not that special. I told him directly, straight up. That's what I mean about not being told what to do or, or be um, pressured by other people, you know, when you're just another grain of sand on the beach. Mm -hmm. Even the queen wipes her ass, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. with her corgis and, and all the royalty around them. Mm -hmm. They're all, we're all the same. We, 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 we bleed red, we've got fingernails, we've got eyelashes, nose and mouth, lips, tongue, all the organs in us, kidneys, heart and all the rest of it. Um, we're all on that spiritual connect connection to something. Yeah. Something's out there in the Milky Way, I believe, like in the stars and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I have moments of being really happy or, or not being sure of where I'm going. And at night time, I could look up into the sky and I could see the half moon, the quarter moon or the full moon. And I believe that's the, an eye to some sort of creator, mm -hmm. you know, and then during the day you got the sun, mm -hmm. you know and sometimes during the day it could be cloudy or it could be raining, but on top of the cloud and the rain, it's always blue up there mm -hmm. and the sun's always up there. Mm -hmm. So I believe they're the eyes of, of the creator for me, mm. the moon and the sun. Mm. Are they crucial parts of your work? Do you feel connected to yeah. that kind of thing when you're painting? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to play the, the didgeridoo yeah. um, so before I start my work. It's not work, before I do my art yeah. and then I start to paint and I let it flow, uh, like I do when I'm playing the didgeridoo, and uh, then I'll play it, then some people connect to it, and then that's good because I'm giving it away that way. Yeah. Or when I'm painting, um, I'm giving it away as well, because when someone connects to it, that painting was meant to be for that person. Yeah. You know, the, like I said, the person that comes in on the day to buy it or whatever they're doing, connected to it, yeah. and they're gonna buy it that moment on that day. Um, somebody else could have come in the day before, and they weren't sure on it, and they'll come back the next day, but it's gone. Mm. The person on that day bought it that particular day. Right. Everything's about timing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, look, mate, I mean, what brought us here together? Yeah. We were at the same event. Yeah. And you donated a painting yeah. to this event. Yeah. I put my business card in a hat. Yeah. It got pulled out. And next moment, it. I'm standing with this yeah. amazing painting. I've yeah. never owned a piece of art before. Yeah. I go into Aboriginal galleries all the time. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful. Yeah. And now we're here doing this. Yeah. And yep. look. It's your, your ancestors were Aboriginals as well. Right. Everybody that's here, we're all Aboriginals. Right, right, we're, right. We're all from this planet. Right. Unless you're from yeah. another planet, well then you're different. <laughs> yeah. So we're all the yeah. same. Yeah. We're going to stop this sick and black, white religion, money, no money, and yeah. people that aren't doing well in Africa and places like that. It's disgusting how we're allowing people over there to go hungry, mm -hmm. you know? And I think one day in the future, when something goes, uh, when things get a bit messy here on the planet where it gets a bit shaken up a little bit and, and there's a big famine, the people that haven't already eaten, their body's already immune to it. Mm -hmm. The people that have got the, on tap all this food that they're wasting and everything, mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going to suffer. They're going to feel the pain of what other people are going through right now. We sh it shouldn't be happening. Right. There's just no need for it. Right. There's just, but it's just greed and power. Well, there's so much we're dependent on living in the West. Mm. We might have our career or our job and we do yeah. this one tiny thing yeah. and we have to rely on all these other processes that get the food to us, the internet works, the power works, and it's basically just magic, yes. right? I exchange some tokens yeah. and I get all this yeah. food. Yeah. If that breaks down, I think a lot of people, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. 
And that's something I think everyone would desperately like to avoid, right? That's right. But to do it, that... It's going to come though. It's going to come. We can't continue to be like this and let the other people out there on the outside of the city, that were all going to lights and trams and all the rest of it around us, and you know, all that stuff was happening, internet, the whole thing. Um, and there's people out there in the bush that, that, that are, uh, some days aren't managing that well. But you know what, they're probably better off than us. You know, I've been in the outback, I've seen my elders out there, the way, the way they live out there. And they're the most educated people I've ever met in my life. You know, you can listen to intelligent people speaking to us around what we're hearing through the city. But you put those same people out in the bush and see, see how smart they are then. then they, it doesn't work as well for them. Because this is the Western way and this works for us at the moment. But to be able to go out and experience the stuff out in the bush, like looking at the stars and the rocks and everything that was there and different ceremonies and um, storytelling around campfires and you know the crick crackling of the fire going up like that and just sitting there listening in silence. And then when the fire goes out and it's pitch black mm. and all you can hear then is kangaroos jumping around, mm -hmm. thump, 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 or, or birds making noises and stuff like that. You watch how eerie that feels, yeah, because we're, that's that's the sound of um, our mother earth, mm -hmm. yeah, and we're not used to hearing that. Mm -hmm. We're too busy on the phones and and the, the TVs and all the stuff that's going on around us. We're in this strange place where, if you want to try and connect with mm. people or to bring people together, mm -hmm. you still have to have a presence online. Yes, it's this thing where that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Exactly what we're doing now, yeah. but. But look, but this is for me doing this mm -hmm. is to for people to watch it to to remind them you don't have to continue to do this all the time. Have time out. Go to the to the to the to the beach mm -hmm. down there and listen to the water, or go into the country along in the Murray River and sit and listen to the cockies and all the rest of the stuff that's going on, you know, um, and the birds and the animals and slow down and just. Let feed your soul instead of your ego. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's right. I mean, I think you mentioned before we all have we all have organs. We are mm. all Aboriginals of this planet. Yeah. In some important sense, we are all connected. Yeah. One way I like to think about this idea is that, well, we're all finite. Mm. We're all here for a short period of time. Yeah. We all yeah. participate in something larger. Yeah. Right. All our best laid plans, one day they sink back somewhere unknown yeah, yeah 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 right and we can suffer and we can love these these existential conditions that we're all a part of we all make meaning we're all involved in stories we all seek connection we all need to be involved i think in some collaborative mutual growth transformation it's it's there's a there's a feeling associated with that when you're, when you're connecting with someone. And what comes up for me when you talk about being around a campfire, it's, it's exactly that. Conversations around a campfire, music in the background, attempting to understand, listen to, to who you are as you, as you connect with the world. I don't know what's possible if, if that takes place more. I want to see people that are in positions of fame in this country and around the world enter into these kind of interactions with each other. And I know this happens to some degree, but I don't know what's possible if you create a situation that, because sometimes people are scared. Yeah. People are scared of that darkness when the fire goes out. Yes. We yeah. need people that, that 
that can be sovereign, mm. right? And, and strong enough when that mm. darkness goes out to still connect to themselves, still connect to the people around, mm. around them. Yeah, well, that's why it can't be sunny all the time. It can't be raining all the time. It changes all the time. It's all about accept the things you cannot change, mm -hmm. courage to change the things you can. Then you have the wisdom to know the difference. Mm -hmm. But people live in fear mm -hmm. and fear stands for face everything and recover. A lot of people say, fuck everything and run. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of runners. Yeah. Start pushing through the fears. Mm -hmm. And I've done that a lot through my whole life. I actually get off on it. Mm -hmm. I actually get off on fear because I know I'm gonna grow. You know, it's just easy. Oh, no, no, don't do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. He said this will happen and that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I don't need to think about that stuff. Yes. What's going to happen will happen. I learned that when my mother was driving from Shepparton back to Melbourne, mm -hmm. she was driving a car. There was a truck coming the opposite way. A spare wheel come off the truck. She swerved to miss it, hit a tree and killed her straight up. Yeah. And she was just thinking about coming back to Melbourne. Yeah. But that happened like that. You know, things happen to people like that all the time. Yeah. So while we're in the 24 hours that we're in, and as you said earlier, um, and we're here for a short term, yeah? I remember when I was uh, seven, I feel like my life's been a lot of chapters. Seven, 16, 28, and where I am right now, yeah? Um, so it's coming to that 54 now. Geez, what happened when I was 23 and 27 and all the rest of it? And a lot of those people that I knew back then, some of them aren't here. Right. Because they continue to keep drinking they're in institutions, jails, or they're dead. Right. If you continue to drink alcoholic, alcoholically, yeah? Mm -hmm. Or you can come to a point in your life where I was and something was, I was I've handed, handed that, that will over to something else mm -hmm. and, it, and it's taken me on another journey. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret any of it. Mm -hmm. I don't regret the times where I was drinking either. Mm -hmm. But you have to know the, the good and the bad. Right. Yeah. To right. know what it feels like. Right. You have to feel sad and happy. Right. You can't be just happy all the time. Right. You know, it'd be boring. Right. So it's especially like the you, the you and the yang, you know? Yeah, you got a bit of both. Yeah. I think the yin and the yang is mm. such a fundamental, it's so deep. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, that's that, right? Yeah. You, 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 you walk out, you yeah. stretch out into the world, into the unknown, you yes. have to come back. It's, it's this in and out always. And that's just basic, yeah. it's the basics of transformation. It's like animals when they fly, the birds, the mother lets them go out and they just fly a little bit and they come back and right. they fly, then they just keep flying. Right. Then they go on their journey. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like lions and fish and all sorts of st stuff. When they're sperming, they're going up. They know where they're going and whales and stuff, how they go all around the world in certain particular times. Yeah. You know, they're in the flow. Yeah. Man's yeah. out of the flow. We need to get back on the flow. Right. Yeah. Get right. Back to the flow. Coming the into flow. Yes. Coming into flow. And, yeah. you know, we see a mindfulness revolution, mm. a meditation revolution. Yeah. People are looking to yeah. access this. Yoga is big. Yes. Right? It's just, we are, I think we're looking for, ah, uh, I, at, at some level, I believe we're that unity. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're looking yeah. for unity, yeah. but there's, but there's a there's a there's a difficult thing about unity because, mm. in some important sense, it can never be totally attained mm. Mm. because it's it's almost like a dance, right? Mm. Mm. The dance is playing out a whole over time. But at any one moment, mm, mm, mm. you've lost the dance. Mm. You can't just chop it up. It's mm. the whole thing. It's the mm. whole song, mm -hmm. right? It's the full process of the art. It's the making of it. And so 
one of I think this is another core existential thing and I think a lot of difficulty and suffering comes from this mm. but I think deep down because we are searching for mm. this unity I think sometimes people get a glimpse and they think of what they want to be and then they think how could I ever attain that like they're, they're wanting something final mm. and perfect mm. but but final perfection is not something that's attainable for us no. we're in this constant relationship of making and becoming Right, so, so the constant need to transform, the fear that the night will mm, come, mm, that mm. the darkness will come, mm. that is the case. Oh yeah. Right, but we can yeah. come into relationship with each other and yeah. we can help each other through yeah. and bit by bit, I yeah. do believe we can make a better world, yeah. but it's, it's never gonna be a final utopia. Mm. There'll always be problems. Yeah. There'll always be things to solve. It's right? man's will. Right. Man's will and ego will always continue to keep going off path. Mm -hmm. their ego wants to, them to be the man and they're the big people and right. they're the chiefs and all the rest of it. Right. But the true warriors are the people that lead their people in a better way right. to share and care and with loyalty and honor and all that stuff. Yes. If, if a lot of us can start to learn to live that way a little bit more, yes. I think it'll be a better world. Look, yeah. I agree with you. And when I, when I think of that whole endeavor, I just, it's very easy to get overwhelmed, mm. right? So all I can really do yeah. is attempt to mm. show up, show up to conversations with people, be yeah. honest about the things I can, yeah, yeah. ask questions, try to, yeah. try to answer them also, try mm -hmm. to explore, try yeah. to engage people in exploration. And look, I see, I see that, I feel that energy in you. I, I, it's stunning to look around Mm. I mean, I'm going to look at the painting that you, that you made. It feels like you made it for me, yeah, well, right? It feels like you made it for me. It's yeah, mine. Yeah. And I'm going to look at it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and your children's children look at it as well, mate. Yes. And yes. they're going to say, oh, my dad got that. And what was it? A raffle or something, was it? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like a, well, I don't know. It was yeah. like a little dip thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that's I just, right, the <laughs> something so basic. Yeah. yeah. So you got that. <laughs> like you can't plan some things. But, some people, they think they can plan their lives and their goals and all the rest of it, um, and it never turns out that way. And 95% of the stuff that you're thinking about is never going to happen either. Right. So but a lot of people are thinking into the future, right. and that causes anxiety. Some people think about things in the past, and that causes depression. They're not even in the present right now. They're thinking about there and there. They've got one eye over there and one eye over there. You go cross-eye, you know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what about trying to just slow it down, mm -hmm. think about where you are right now, um, and just, you know, enjoy the weather, the warm, the, the, the wind that's blowing on your face right, right. now. Right. And just think about that. Instead right. of everything else is not even going to happen. Right. I, I hear you, but the thing is, I know, and as, as you've said before, there's this, there is still this vision of unity. There's this vision of harmony and connection mm. and love. Mm. And that is an important attitude to take towards the future. Mm. And so what I want to ask you is I want to ask you about your vision for Australia mm. because in the dynamic we're a part of the cultural dynamic and the historical dynamic there's a lot of pain mm -hmm. and a lot of distrust mm -hmm. and in some cases a major breakdown in communication even amongst people who um, have the very best intentions for mm. what is sometimes called reconciliation or mm -hmm. this kind of thing there's a lot of pain. I feel mm. a lot of pain and unease mm. in the whole notion of reconciliation. Mm. And I wonder, for my part, I mean, what I want to see mm. is a world where no matter your skin color mm. and all these surface level things can come together as human beings mm. and relate to each other at this deeper level, at mm. this level of, of, a, of a deeper set of existential conditions. We all love, we mm. all lose, 
right? We all have a story. We all are trying to become something. We're all trying to grow and transcend ourselves and look after ourselves and each other. And we all are um, uh, constantly in this dynamic of needing to update the ego and have yeah. this relationship between ego and a, and a deeper self develop, right? And we all can hate each other at times, mm. hate ourselves at times, mm. and we can lose connection, but then mm. we can find it again. Mm. And that stuff, like what it is to come into, what it is to love, right? What it is for a human being to love, that's so much more fundamental than any identity group of skin color, of what you look like. Mm. It's all programmed into us from day one, from the first breath that we have when we come out of our mothers. Mm -hmm. We're there with the mother and the father. Mm -hmm. And when we're growing with that mother and father, that they were at that same stage in their lives before, and they went through something through their mothers and fathers. So it's all been handed down, all these different um, um, personalities, and it keeps coming through to, the, to, to, that, to you and me. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to ourselves to try and tap, a, try, tap out of what we've been taught by our parents mm -hmm. and through the schools. Mm -hmm. I've never been to school in my life. Mm. And people, educated people tell me now that they, they, they want to go, they want to learn, they want to teach themselves what they've been taught. You know, we're programmed straight away from kindergarten to, to primary school, to uh, high school, to universities. It's a big ego thing with money and stuff to, to control people. And then, and then I see them like, like robots going to work in and out their briefcases and their suits and all that stuff in Collins Street because I'm down there and I've been doing a lot of exhibitions in different foyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I see these people walking in and out of these buildings. They're mm -hmm. programmed like they're still in kindergarten, right. still going to school, right. getting lunch time, finish time, and then you know home time. And then at the end of that, they have four weeks holidays and they go off to little holidays, get in the bush and go camping and stuff. And they love that part. Right. And they come back into the into the walls of the cities and all the rest of it. Yeah. Then they love to go back into the bush and all sort of stuff. And then you got the black fellas out in the bush, they're always living out there. They're mm -hmm. living well, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know what's so important about the way we're living right now. It wouldn't be a perfect world if we could just sort of come together a bit more equal and start focusing on being equal with each other. Yeah. And that's that comes back to our fear. Yeah. yeah, just try and keep working on your fear when you're looking at other people yeah. and start judging them. Yeah. Start thinking why are you doing that? Right. This is something that your mum and dad said to you earlier when you were babies, growing through being teenagers and all the rest of it, mm -hmm. or what you're watching through media and all that sort of stuff as well. It's all, you know, it's not, it's not really substance for me to, to think that that's the way I'd want to live. Yeah. I love all sorts of people. Right. Yeah, I love Christians, I love Muslims, I love Asians, yeah. I love... Uh, gay people, I love sick children, I love all people. And I say that in my prayers every night before I go to sleep. Please, Creator, help the world heal. Um, because I've had a great day today and I hope the world heals. Right. That's what I like to be like that. Yeah, Don't want to judge something. anybody. Because I'm not, I'm not God. I'm not giving you the breath to breathe right. and you're not giving it to me. So you're just the same as me. Right. I'm not better than you, you're not better than me. Right. I might be able to paint something and you might be able to be good on the computer or something, but that doesn't make you better than me. And I know that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I, when I get spoken to, like I said earlier, when someone taps me on the shoulder and that, like don't tap me and you're just looking at me for whatever reason that you think you can do that to me. You know, like just, or, or authority telling you what to do and where you can do this and where you can't do that. You've got cameras set up all over the world because of 
this terrorism and all that sort of sort of stuff. I think that's terror in itself by just putting these cameras up all over the joint because they're watching everything you're doing. Yeah. Our phones are all being you know, uh, tapped and listened to and we know now that the three of us are in my gallery right now right. doing this sort of stuff. Right. You know, and you've got people traveling around the world doing whatever they're doing. Um, yeah, so it's the people that are controlling all of that. Um, I think they're all the ones that are full of ego mm -hmm. and they just want to keep everything in control for the way it suits them. But it doesn't mean it has to suit everybody. Well, like when you're going to school, you might be an artist or a, or a, or a very good with uh, technology or whatever. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you all have to be good at art or all have to be good at technology. When you're going to school, I mean, these kids are getting taught all this stuff. They mightn't like to learn about um, maths or or stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I've got no, daughters, daughters that go to a really good school, and you know, they don't, they don't, maybe they don't want to turn out that way. Yeah. That puts the pressure on people, and then when they're 16, 18, 20, 25 to 28, that's why they're drinking and drugging. There's a lot of suicides happening and all that sort of stuff because there's too much pressure being put on them. Right. You know, pressure instead of being to be free, who they're to not. be who they're not because their parents want them to be um, scientists and doctors and lawyers and whatever. Mm -hmm. When that mightn't suit that child, that keep, might be a, might be free to be able to be an artist or just want to take his shoes off and feel Mother Earth between his toes. Yeah. Something simple. Yeah. Instead of wearing the Louis Vuitton shoes and, and all the rest of it. They might want to do that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, being, <sighs> it's fear from the parents putting the fruit of the children. Then the kids learn that and they do it again as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know about all this stuff. I've said a lot of stuff. I'm just talking out freely how I'm feeling. No, no. I, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm, I'm with you. I mm. mean, what I, what I get from you is uh, a desire to see a world in which people can become who they are. Yeah. It's the sim yeah. simplest thing in the world, really. Yeah. But then things get so complicated. They do. But we, we make it complicated. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, you know, in my journey as a, as a young man, I was 25, 26. I was working at the Border Works. This guy started telling a story in front of everybody at that place. You know, a lot of these guys had big bellies, red faces, you know, a lot of rednecks. Right. And this guy was telling a story in front of all these guys. I've only been there one week. And he said, he starts telling a story to all them. And he pointed at me, he goes, all your people, all your brothers lived in my mate's place and uh, they burnt a hole in the middle of the floor. And they, they must have thought they are in the outback. Mm. And there's about 50 guys in, a couple of them like laughing and stuff like that. And I felt so humiliated because he said that about my people, but I don't even know who he's talking about. I don't mm. know who they were. Mm -hmm. But because I Aboriginal, they were my people, yeah? So I, I was 25, I think, and a really good fighter. Could have wrecked him. Didn't do any of that stuff. Let it go. And um, because of what he said, that really inspired me to go to prove him wrong. Mm -hmm. To think, well, <clears throat> I'm going to work really hard and done all that stuff. Then I, you know, I bought myself a brand new Mercedes Benz. Fifteen years later, I'm at stoplights of Hoddle Street and Victoria Street in the same area where I got sober. Mm -hmm. um, this was years later after I got sober. And I pulled up in this brand new car, convertible, and a, and a garbage truck pulls up beside me. And I looked up and it was him on the back of the garbage truck, 15 years later after him telling me that. And I just drove off and I said, thanks brother, wow. for uh, inspiring me to do that. Right. But I don't have to do that now. I thought I had to do that to prove him wrong, to have the big flash car and all the rest of it. Right. So the message is, whatever people are saying to you um, on your journey, uh, don't have to take it on and put pressure on yourself to do things to make that person happy. Because 
probably that person's not happy. That's why he's putting his shit on you. So just let him go. How important is it? How important is it when people are talking to you and, and they're uh, touching nerves in your system that makes you think that they've got power over you? Right. A lot of people say, oh, he made me do it, she made me do that, because he said that, because he said right. that. No one's got the power to do anything. Right. You can call me a black bastard right now, and I'm not going to give you the power to, to do that to me now. Right, right, right. But back then, when I didn't know any better, I'd want to punch you in the face, and, and then I'm in trouble. Right. And everybody else says, yeah, see, the black fully punched the white man and, right. and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's, it's all crap. No, absolutely. Look, and you this know? is it's a challenging thing. So look, yeah. I'm a white guy. Mm. I'm straight. Yeah. I've got an English accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sound like an imperialist. Yeah. But you're a good guy. <laughs> and that's the way I feel the energy that way. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you are. My father was white, but he was my dad. I right. was Aboriginal, but I was his son. Yeah. Other people around us looking at this white man being up this Aboriginal son yeah. in the seven, late 70s, hitchhiking around Australia, yeah. they would have been thinking all sorts of stuff. Yeah. At that time, I didn't think, I didn't even know what they, what they were thinking. I didn't care what they were thinking. Because 95% of the stuff I think they were thinking, they weren't even thinking it anyway. Mm -hmm. But that builds up all the pressure on me that I want to go and take drugs and drink and all that. Right. Yeah. No, you know? I'm, I'm totally with you. And, and the thing about it is that there is this narrative. There is, this, uh, there is a, a very large narrative in current culture that looks to understand the mm. world through this lens of oppressor and oppressed. Mm. So me, as a, as a white, straight guy, sounds like I do with the privilege associated with that. That means that in some sense, no matter what I do, I am always in this dynamic of being privileged and actually mm -hmm. actively oppressing, mm -hmm. whether through unconsciously or what have you. But the problem is that few, mm. is if that's your worldview, mm. how, that is the essence. It's the really? essence of, yeah. of racism for yeah. me to think that about yeah. myself. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that about yeah. myself. But it's not, right? yeah, it shouldn't be that way because the people out in the bush, they're living, they've got the privilege, they're living well. Mm -hmm. They don't have all the stresses and, and pressures that you have as the white guy with all the privileges of li living in a nice house and good education and all the rest of it. Who knows if that's the right way to live? It might be the other way, because for so long it was that way. Right. But people had to think that they're going to be educated and do all this other stuff. What is education? I know people in the streets that have got nothing and, and they'll give you their last dollar. Where you can have millions of dollars and you look at that person with, with two dollars and you know you won't give him anything. Mm -hmm. But you've got millions. Mm -hmm. But you're worried about someone taking it from you. You know, you've got all those pressures and stresses. So that's not really a privilege. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is. Look, it's definitely the case that many people are they have challenges that other people don't face, mm. right? And, but there's, what I'm interested in is, is, not, is not denying that there are these different systemic obstacles that some people have to overcome and not others. This is, this is the case in, in many ways, although I do think that there is a lot of, a lot of beauty and goodness in the Australian culture. I, I, I do believe this very strongly and I believe the majority of people, the vast majority of people have love in their hearts for all human beings, no matter their skin color. But that, there is a conversation to be had about various obstacles that are in the path of some people and not others. I'm, mm. I'm not denying that. Mm. But what I'm, 
what I'm interested in is recognizing this deeper layer mm. that it's the capacity to mm. overcome obstacles, that it's the capacity to be sovereign yourself, mm. right? It's what you said before. Mm. It's if I was to call you a black bastard, mm. it's gonna it's gonna bounce off you. Mm. It means because you're you're giving me that power, right? Yeah. It does. You know your value. You, you know your worth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not mine to take right. from you, right? Yeah. And so it's it's for people to understand and feel that they have worth they yes. have value they are sovereign and that that's a right of everyone right yeah. to be sovereign of their own self and then what we also want to do is to recognize the ways we are connected yes to recognize that we have sovereignty as individuals that we can develop that capacity to take agency in our own lives but then also to recognize that as we do that we are also embedded with many other people with the world with the earth we are connected so we are agents and we can take agency and move our lives and grow, right? Yes, there are boundless, there are conditions we have to work within and some people face obstacles, other people don't. And when there is, in a, when there is inequality that prevents people in important ways from the basic conditions of being able to take that agency that we need to look at that and come together to try and help each other out here. But we want to have this individual sovereignty and then we want to recognize a collective responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to be, to, we have to develop somehow this way of coming into communion with each other to connect to who we are and then actually look and feel what the world can be, mm -hmm. right? That has a place for everyone. And I, like, that's the biggest task in the world. I don't know how to do it. I do believe it yeah. starts with individual conversation. It though. does. And you know how to do that is, I think mother, mother nature, mother earth, the planet that we're on will make that decision mm. is at the moment we're not doing it right with all, all the mining and all the rest of the stuff that's going on so you know you know we are all connected whether we like it or not is one we're on the planet of mother earth mm -hmm. and two we're all breathing air <laughs> if i stop breathing i'm done if you stop <laughs> breathing you're done so you're breathing air like i am so we really are connected mm -hmm. Unless you're breathing through your ears <laughs> or through your ass, right? It's one of my many talents. Yeah. yeah. Some people might, but I don't think they are. I think we all seem to be breathing through our noses and through our mouth. Mm -hmm. We're breathing something, mm -hmm. and that is the Creator. We're breathing the Creator. Mm -hmm. And the Creator brought us together now mm -hmm. to talk today for somebody to listen to what we're talking about. Because these people that are listening to us, they're breathing as well. And they stop breathing, then they're finished. It's done but then they go into another level. Mm. Yeah, into the breath, into the level of meditation. Mm -hmm. What we're sort of grasping a bit of it now. Yeah. There will be another time when we all go into a really deep meditation mm -hmm. and then we will all find ourselves then. Because at the moment, I feel that we're a little bit lost. Yeah. And we need to start focusing on where we really are together because we're breathing. It's that simple. Right. We're breathing. Look, can I tell you what, when you play that didgeridoo, and everyone hears it. Yeah. There's something we all participate in. Yes. Well, I'm going to get it now, and I'm going to play it right now. All right. The didgeridoo. Do it. We'll finish it with the didge. Okay. I'll go over and grab it. Okay. So this is the breath that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Right? This is the breath. So I'm going to put it up here so you can see it. So we're breathing in, and we're breathing out.
is the sound of this land. Wherever you go in the world and you hear this playing, it'll always bring you back to this land. It was eaten up by the ants, it was grown by the tree, we blow it for our mouth, in for our nose and out for our mouth. It's all about breathing and relaxing and it's about life. Because without the breath, we're nothing. So people that are watching this, we all seem to breathe the same way. So just start th thinking about how different are we? Because we're not. And in this country, it's not black and white anymore. This is a multicultural country. The world has all come together. So stop thinking that we're different. And that's it. That's it. There you go, brother. Thank you. <laughs> And let me say as well that this conversation was filmed by the wonderful crew at Dynamic Visuals. There'll be links to their website wherever you're watching this. So I thoroughly recommend checking out their portfolio. So you can watch this conversation on YouTube and there you'll see Yara's art and studio cut into the conversation as we have it and also Yara's performance at the end. So well worth it, I reckon. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in the next podcast, or I'll see you in a minute. Have a beautiful day.